This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome in to this edition of the Steelers Q&A. It's the Sunday night edition, and it's yours truly, Jeremy Betts, here with you tonight. Just me. Um, to be honest, very busy this weekend and did not have a chance to add somebody in for uh, the show today. So it's just me, but that's all right. We're going to talk some Steelers football. As harsh as it may be to look at this team and try to find anything uh, worth talking about. Um, hey, at least we could vent on this platform, right? And that's what we're here for. Ask me your questions. The Steelers Q&A is what this is called. And uh, I, I want to give you the best answer I can give you. And uh, give comments if you're, lis- if you're listening live on YouTube, Facebook, or X. Uh, go ahead and, and hop on in and, and ask some questions. If you're unable to comment via any of the apps, uh, you can definitely do so from from YouTube. So uh, definitely check that out. And uh, I hope that you are able to join. It looks like we've got a crew already in. So thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a, it's been a day now it's been a day and we've got our, a chance to wrap our minds around what happened yesterday. I did not get to see the game live. Fortunately for myself. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but I did catch the game um, later on, on, on Saturday night. And so very disappointed, obviously, especially with the fast start. You thought maybe, hey, this team's coming around. Um, this team's got something going, some some juice here. Um, and then it just kind of all fell apart here. So, goodness, I I just think that it, it's gonna be it's gonna be so hard to watch this team moving forward um, after what we saw in the in the specifically the second quarter through the end of the Colts game. Just no juice. No juice on offense, no juice left on defense outside of a couple splash plays here and there by TJ Watt. Um, it just, it, it's just falling apart all around the Steelers and Mike Tomlin definitely in danger of his first losing season with a three-game schedule upcoming that includes the Red Hot Bengals, the surging Seahawks, and the soon to, probably soon to be, AFC number one seed Ravens on tap. The Steelers could get to nine wins. I I guess if you take into account that the Ravens might have nothing to play for on uh, week 18, 
uh, and maybe you sneak out a win against the Bengals or a win against Seattle. Uh, both teams can have bad days and, and maybe you get a chance, but it sure does feel like this team is headed for seven and 10 or, or eight and nine. And that would be absolutely the lowest point of, of the Steelers since maybe since Bill Cower, um, I don't know, since Bill Cower pre his Super Bowl. You know what I mean? I mean, this team has been uh, above 500 since since Roethlisberger got there in 04. This is this is a momentous occasion. This is almost 20 years uh, of zero losing seasons for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, you know, everybody talks about Mike Tomlin's part in that, but Ben Roethlisberger played a huge part in that. And the culture around this team seems to be changing. So let's just jump into everybody's thoughts here. We'll 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 talk about it. Let's start with some opt- optimism here. Builders Life says, "Let's go Steelers. We can still get in the playoffs. We can. We need some help though. The Bills looking like a surging team. The, the Bengals aren't going away. The Browns just keep winning football games. They are built to win. They, they've got more of a winning culture right now than Pittsburgh does, which is very very strange to say and very sad to say and um very uh uh, much a big time alert if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and, and part of that organization that they are winning despite their injuries and the Steelers continue to lose um, with with their backups playing significant roles right now. Um, so a good optimism there from Builders Life. I, I You know, it's still possible. Do we want to see this team in the playoffs? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sold on that yet. Um, Builders Life says Tomlin is staying. Yes, uh, that is most definitely accurate, I would say, unless he decides to leave, he is staying. He's got one more year left on his contract. I would assume that he's back for 2024, and this team makes a push. So let's uh, talk a little, who should the Steelers let go this offseason from Richard Jankowski. Richard, there's a slew of them, but uh, at the top of my list uh, would be basically the entire coaching staff. Um, and then as you trickle down into players, I, I think you've got to, I think you've got to make a, a splash at quarterback. I really do. Um, if you want to compete next year. And I know that the Steelers are going to give Kenny Pickett uh, another chance, especially in, in the off season preparation part. Um, he's going to get another chance to show that he can be the guy, whether they bring somebody in or not, but you've got to move on from Trubisky. You've got to move on from Mason Rudolph too. Those two guys need to be gone there. It's old news and it's not going to work. Um, get fresh blood in that quarterback room, please. Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, the wide receiver room needs a revamped. I think you got to let go of Deontay Johnson. Um, I think you've got to get in an OC that's going to highlight George Pickens. Um, and I know he had a tough game, uh, this last game and he kind of got beat at his own game, uh, on one interception from Mitch Trubisky, but still Trubisky, not putting him in a good situation. Quarterback play has been putrid. Um, how can you, how could you not, see that this this wide receiver room is affected by that. Now, does that mean you keep all of them? I don't think so. But go get younger at the position, a more explosive at the position when you're talking about speed guys. Um, Deontay Johnson, I think you can move on from him. Um, uh, you've got to move on from Okorafor and uh, Dan Moore Jr. I mean, there's a lot of guys to move on from. Uh, move on from Keanu Neil and, and DeMonte Casey move on from those guys, uh, figure out the linebacker position. There's a lot that the Steelers should let go of this off season. So uh, we will keep tracking that for sure. But that's kind of my off the top of my head thoughts there. Um, let's see here. Afton asks a good question. Are you excited for any of the upcoming games 
at all. I mean, division games are always fun. Um, I think the Steelers play better in division games than they do outside of the division, especially this year. So I would expect that this this Steelers team is ready to play against Cincinnati in Pittsburgh. But whether that equates to a win or not, I don't know. I, I, I would doubt it at this point. But I, I'm excited for the divisional games left to play against uh, Cincinnati and then at Baltimore. Um, see what you can do. Go beat up on your on your division rivals and let them know you're still there. And then set up for next year and, and be like, hey, we, we know we can beat these guys in our division. Let's just get a little bit better all across the board, a lot better all across the board, honestly, and go out and, and compete in the AFC. Um, I think we're seeing that defenses can adjust and this AFC can be wide open. And it doesn't have to do with just injuries, I don't think. So uh, Steelers have a win against the best team in the AFC right now in the Ravens. I mean, they beat them uh, at home, obviously, in Pittsburgh, but they still beat that team. So um, am I going to be, like, thrilled to watch it? Probably not, but I, I will definitely watch and, and keep track of it because it's my team and also because uh, I have to bring content to you guys as well, which I very much enjoy doing. We'll keep rolling here at the Steel Curtain Network despite the uh, the issues that abound with this team. Uh, let's see. This is a, a, a tough, tough question. Uh, Eric Parker said, how soon before we start talking about how Cam Hayward got handled the whole game? Mm. I'll say this. Um, it, it's His career's winding down, obviously. Um, I think he, he is more... He's more up and down than he used to be used to. It was consistency across the board, right? Every game you knew you were going to get Cam Hayward's best game. You were going to get 110% from Cam Hayward on every snap. And now it's a little bit more hit or miss. There's, there's more peaks and valleys in his game and against the Colts. It was a definite Valley game. That Colts offensive line is really good. Cam Hayward though, you would expect to be better. Um, you know, he's getting old guys. He's, he's getting up there in years and uh, for in football terms, that is. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not certain that I'm not certain that he's going to want to play much longer as it is. And um, not saying that he is giving up on games or anything like that, not implying that at all, but I am saying that he's in the twilight of his career and you're going to start to see bigger swings in, in good and, and bad play. He can still, make big plays at times, but it, it is going to be a little bit more volatile. Uh, that's the word I've been searching for this whole time. <laughs> volatile uh, from, from Cam Hayward uh, moving forward. Uh, let's see here. Joe Pa, let's pop him up here. I never thought they had juice. Opening day told me this team wasn't ready for prime time. No injuries then. Talking obviously about San Francisco, who was one of the, is one of the best teams in the NFL. And yeah, it, it was kind of a litmus test um, for the Steelers in week one to see where they were at compared to, a, 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 at the time, assumed superpower, and they fell totally flat. So, yeah, uh, maybe we should have seen the signs coming. Maybe we should have seen the fact that this team was getting outscored and out um, outgained, you know, and, and, and still finding ways to win, um, winning close games, winning games they never should have won. Um, yeah, I, maybe we should have seen the signs a long time ago, like Joe Pa here it did. <laughs> um, this is, it's, it's been rough. It's been a tough season to watch. And, um, you know, my mom, uh, is a, is a 
kind of a she's a Steelers fan, but she was raised a Falcons fan um, before getting married to my dad, a, a Yenzer, and uh, converting uh, obviously to the black and gold. But she texted me today. The only team worse than the Steelers right now is the Falcons, and she might have a point. Um, my family has had a rough go of it this this NFL season with the teams that were were uh, rooting for. So uh, yeah, uh, no juice. It's gotten worse. Uh, I think the team sees the decline, and and I don't know. This is it's unlike. This is the where I'm going with this is that for an organization used to winning football games, used to finding ways to win, used to always being competitive, the pressure and expectation around this team is huge, and when they're not meeting those expectations, it's going to affect them. Uh, when you see beleaguered squads that have lived in mediocrity or worse for years on years, figuring it out this year, and you were supposed to be good and you were expected to be good. And now you're not, that's going to weigh heavy on everyone inside that organization. Believe it or not, they can say whatever they want to. They hear, they hear what we're saying. They, they know the, the beat of the fan base. And it's not positive. And I think that reflects in the play and in the the pressure that these guys are feeling. And, and they're succumbing to it because they don't have the juice. They don't have the the band of brothers that was always talked about um, in the Roethlisberger days. And it, it's kind of in, in a league that is, is becoming more and more me-centered, I think that that is infiltrating the Steelers a little bit. So – um, it's going to be tough to, you, you got to change with the times a little bit. And that is why this is an interesting, uh, tidbit here from Mark Lancaster, um, to the apologists that defend Teflon Tomlin. We're sick of you creating a culture that thinks regular season wins are the standard in the Berg mediocrity or mediocre. Mike has three playoff wins in over a decade. It's true. He, he can't escape that a great regular season coach, a bad playoff coach. Um, at least in, in the last decade or so. It reminds you a little bit of Peyton Manning, great regular season quarterback, couldn't always get it together in uh, the, the playoffs. He did it one time with the Colts, and then the second time with the Broncos, it was not about Peyton Manning anymore uh, when they won that Super Bowl. It was about that defense. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, if you're if you're wanting to see – change across the board then Mike Tomlin is the guy that you want to see go um I still do think he can lead a winning team um and a team that competes in the AFC but can he get them over the hump that is way up in the air and we've you know maybe this is his last chance 2024 um it should be honestly um some people might think this year should have been his last chance um we will see we'll see how the offseason goes here all right, let's do this. Let's take a quick break a little bit earlier in the show, um, and then we'll come back and we'll answer more questions. We'll keep talking Pittsburgh Steelers football. We'll keep venting to each other. That's what we're here for on this show where you have a voice in the Steelers Q&A. If you are listening live, don't go anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. We're just going to take a quick pause uh, for the audio show uh, time to get in the, uh, the, the breaks from our sponsors. So don't go anywhere. The Steelers Q&A will be right back. 
It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. And we are back here on the Steelers Q&A. It's Jeremy Betts with you, uh, answering your questions live on YouTube, Facebook, and X. Um, and then uh, you can catch this wherever you get your podcasts. When you search Steel Curtain Network, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you go, um, you can you you can get it done. So uh, let's see. Let's see here. Looking for some, okay, yeah, uh, 1998 with Cordell. I think that's hearkening back to what I was saying earlier. It's like the, the potentially the worst season since since then potentially. Um, so uh, there's there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of of bad happening this season that we haven't seen in a long time in Steelers Nation. So, uh, okay, here we go, Mister Steeler fan, trade Tomlin and get a QB. Hire Jim Harbaugh as well. Oh come on, no. We don't need no Jim Harbaugh in this town. I am an Ohio State fan, so I'm a little biased, maybe. But come on, no Jim Harbaugh. Let's not do that, Mr. Stiller fan. And then I gotta say something about this whole trade Tomlin thing. That is never, ever going to happen. Never. It's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. This team is not trading Mike Tomlin, and Mike Tomlin isn't gonna want to be traded. He's he's been open about that in the past. He, he doesn't even want to coach anywhere else. He said that if he's done at Pittsburgh, he's done. And that may be for a season or, or two, and then maybe he tries to come back somewhere else. But you ain't trading Mike Tomlin. It's not going to happen. Now, could you mutually agree to part ways? Yeah. Yeah, you could. But I don't think that's happening. They're keeping him through 2024 when his contract expires. Just mark it down in in sharpie and i will uh maybe eat this hat or something i'll do something crazy if uh if they do end up trading mike tomlin get a qb though yeah yeah i think um you know could could an improved offensive system improve kenny pickett to where he's competitive yeah but is he gonna ever be a championship style quarterback i don't think so so if that's what the standard is, is championships, and that's what it should be, then I think you do need another quarterback. So um, maybe we'll get to Justin Fields' questions here in a minute. I'm not sure. I'll keep scrolling. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, a good point here from Joseph. Let me see if I can do this. Uh, let's see. No, never mind. I'm not going to do it, Joseph. I'm sorry, your last name. If you put it down in the comments later how to pronounce that, I might give it a try next time. But Joseph says, 7 and 10 would be a lowest point in the season, but we need good position for draft picks. Yeah, I mean, you, you do need to have some some good positioning um, for for draft the draft, but you're not going to be just saved by the draft. You, you're going to have to nail free agency, and you're going to have to nail this next round of coaching hires. Absolutely nail it if you want to be competitive next year. And that's the biggest thing right now. Um, the difference between what you're going to get at 
pick 15 and or pick 21, I don't think matters that much whether you're seven and 10 or, or nine and eight by season's end. If you're not going for the playoffs, it doesn't matter. You're going to get a top 17 pick anyway. So um, yeah, it, it's, it's not great. It really isn't. But um, unless you're one of the, the 10 worst teams in football, you're not going to, you're probably not going to vastly change the trajectory of your team with one pick in, in the draft. So uh, that is my my thoughts on that personally. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Joe Paz says, if Tomlin didn't have a losing season, then why not say the same thing about Ben? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was mentioning earlier. Uh, he was he's been there the whole time, uh, except for now the last two years, obviously, um, without him or last year, I should say, where they still managed to scrape out a a winning record. Um, You know, Ben Roethlisberger never had a losing season either. And and that was really the driving force for it until you get to like 2019 uh, when he didn't play and they still managed eight and eight. And then 2020 when he was a shell of himself after the first half of the season and couldn't move anymore. um, And the offense really, really limited uh, what the, the team could do. Uh, moving the ball um you know it, it's one of those things too where honestly Roethlisberger was the the driving force of this team and I I think Steelers fans specifically should when the Mike Tomlin era ends you should leave that thinking that Roethlisberger was the key factor to winning championships and being in championship contention for many years um not that Tomlin didn't have a role in that with, with how he managed the team and everything, but it's, it's really when you have a franchise quarterback uh, and, and you can win championships. I mean, it, it is never, you have never seen a, a team that just dominates on, on a yearly basis as a perennial Super Bowl threat without a superstar quarterback. You just, you haven't seen it throughout time. I mean, there've been a few outliers here and there. Uh, just a few, a couple, but you've got to have a franchise quarterback. You've got to have an all pro type quarterback. If you want to be in contention on a yearly basis, it's just how it's got to go. Steelers aren't there. Doesn't matter who the coach is. Belichick doesn't have one now. He stinks. I mean, Tomlin doesn't have one now. Things aren't going great. It, it doesn't look good for Tomlin. Has he done things better than Bill Belichick? Yeah, maybe. Belichick did beat him though two weeks ago. So, I don't know. It's tough. Tough spot we're in here, Steeler fans. Let's see here. Uh, Derpy Entertainment says, I really think if Kenny is back against the Bengals, he'll be fired up. Hey, I wouldn't doubt that. I think he gives him a better chance to win than Trubisky or Rudolph does. Absolutely. But it's going to be a long shot for him to come back. We'll see um, if he can if he can uh, get back from tightrope surgery in that short amount of time um, and, and be effective. That's the other thing. And in a season also where things are kind of falling apart due to injuries, do you really want to rush him back? I don't think so. Um, I wouldn't play him this week. I don't I don't care if the doctors say, okay, yeah, you can play, but risk of injury is there. Risk of re-injury, risk of, risk of aggravation is there. I wouldn't play him, um, especially if you're planning on bringing him back next year. If you're doing that, don't play him. Don't play him until he's absolutely healthy. But if he does come back against the Bengals, yeah, um, he'll be fired up. He'll want to show that he's way better than the other options. 
I think the offense would be better for it too. I really do. Um, okay, let's see. Reginald Rivers has an interesting proposition here. He says Aaron Curry should stay and be the DC. That's a that's a fun t- uh, topic. Um, although I think Steelers fans overall would be like, uh, no more internal hires, please. <laughs> let's go get somebody else. Um, or internal elevations, I guess. But Aaron Curry did come in uh, from the outside of the organization uh, this year to to help with the linebackers after the departure of of Flores to Minnesota. So, um, you know, that uh, I don't I don't know if that fixes anything on defense. And uh, honestly, this is Mike Tomlin's defense anyway. So uh, Terrell Austin's probably going to be there again this next year. I don't think he's the biggest issue with this team. If he's if he's coming back, I'm not going to say I hate that. You just got to stay healthier. Uh, You've got to be better uh, on the back end. You've got to improve that secondary. Um, You got to improve the safety position, the the cornerback position and Joey Porter's getting kind of left on an Island and it's not working as well recently. Um, and that's to be expected a long season for a rookie. Um, and I think that you still do have a, a CB one of the future in Porter, but you got to add to that. You got to get better at safety. You got to get healthy at linebacker. Again, this defense is, I'll say it till I die. The Pittsburgh Steelers are not right on defense unless they have an all pro linebacker or a pro bowl level linebacker. They're not right on defense unless they have a pro bowl linebacker on their team and they don't. And if they did, um, they're, they're not going to be anymore because nobody can stay healthy and it it sucks. It really does. It it hurts, but that is the way it is, uh, this season. So, um, tough stuff. Sorry. I, I did pop that back up. Uh, Biggie Bronco asks, how's everybody doing? I'm feeling your pain today as well we lost yesterday too yeah um everybody's in pain here in this uh chat here uh big e bronco um i know that you're you're feeling the the pain from a broncos loss as well which we appreciated at the time as steelers fans for hopes that maybe uh we could find ourselves sneaking into the back end of the playoffs but still doesn't look like that's going to be a thing so uh let's see let's see here this is a good a good point here uh, from Mark Lancaster. Uh, why use Cowers' records to uphold Tomlin's? This playoff drought has only matched or is only matched by the pre-Rooney Steelers teams. Yeah, um, you know it, it, the. Do you really even count? That's that's kind of what I would get at here too. How much do you even count the the one and dones of the Steelers? You know where they just snuck in and and weren't really a viable playoff contender. That's been each of the last couple times that they they've made it. Um, you know, 2020 and, and 2022, uh, they just, or excuse me, 2021, they just weren't viable playoff contenders because of, um, you know, Roethlisberger in decline and the team really in decline at that point. So yeah, um, it's been rough. It really has. And uh, both coaches have had bad spurts now, uh, but Tomlin's kind of kept his afloat by the no losing seasons. It's like, you, you can always, you could always have given him a pass because, either big time injuries or player production wasn't there or um you know there there's a lot of of issues inside the building as far as personalities go antonio brown issues and and things like that uh, um coordinator issues but at, at some point it, the buck stops at the top and and that's where steelers fans are right now so um you know the, it, it might be time it really might be um so 
trusting the team. Uh, and I know that's hard to do, but I mean, we're not making the decision. So hopefully we can trust them a little bit uh, to make good decisions. Afton Ford, is there a veteran wide receiver we could target in free agency who could be that solid leader in the room? Because we really don't have anyone. Um, you know, Allen Robinson was supposed to be that guy, but he's not good enough. I don't think play on the field has to, has to match that, um, that leadership uh, on the field, you know? And, and so I think, I think it's it's tough to say that he he is that guy, and Deontay Johnson is most definitely not that guy. So you got to think about the types of players then who could be that because their production could still match um, at least what they're what they're trying to put out there um, as far as uh, leadership goes. So I just pulled it up while I was talking there about uh, pulled up some of the different players that. Um, our, our free agents next year. I'm just going to list off some of them. I'm not necessarily saying Steelers are going to go out and sign any of these guys or anything like that, but you've got Mike Evans. You've got Odell Beckham Jr. you got Curtis Samuel, Tyler Boyd, Cedric Wilson, Kendrick Bourne, DJ Shark, Paris Campbell, Michael Hardman. I mean, Marquise Brown, Calvin Ridley is, a, is, an, uh, is an unrestricted free agent next year. Noah Brown, T. Higgins is going to be an unrestricted free agent. Michael Pittman Jr. Um, let's see here, just rolling down. Who Chase Claypool? No, sir. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of uh, it for like guys who might be able to produce enough to where you would say, hey, they're they're they can be a leader on this team. Um, Mike Evans obviously would be the prize here, right? And I know he's getting a little older, but another thousand yard season. He just puts up numbers. So uh, imagine six foot five, Mike Evans and six foot four, George Pickens together on the same team or T Higgins and, and, and uh, Pickens, you know, that that's big time stuff. I like the Tyler Boyd thought here, a slot receiver. Who's still very good. Who has been there, done that played at Pitt, hometown guy. Um, maybe he's the kind of guy that they would target uh, if the Bengals can't bring him back and they know him well. Um, you know, they just got ripped up and down the field by Michael Pittman Jr. Maybe he's a guy that they would go after. Uh, maybe Calvin Ridley, he's explosive and, um, you know, not being utilized to a wide receiver one potential in Jacksonville, but maybe he's he eventually could be there. And he's still young, very young, honestly. So, I mean, there's guys out there. Marquise Brown, speedy outside guy. You, you need that on your team. You're kind of lacking that uh, at an NFL size. So, there's some options, Afton. Um, how much are they going to spend? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that Tom is going to want to put it all together in 2024, and he's going to get the go-ahead on the salary cap um, from Art Rooney, and, and they're going to say, Omar, load me up. Give me everybody you can afford, and even some guys you can't, because I'm probably not going to be here that long. Um, <laughs> let's push it down the road for – uh, Joe Blow replacement, uh, and, and try to get something else in here. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, you know maybe they'll spend a bunch of money this offseason. They need to if they're gonna if they're gonna gonna win. So or if they're gonna win next year. Builders Live has a good question. What's your thoughts on Highsmith being non-existent since the Raiders and first Browns game? No one is sacking the QB, but what? It's true. Highsmith is the PFF darling of the, of the team because he gets all the pressures. Right, he gets he gets all the hits. Um, he forces uh, hurries and, and things like that, but he doesn't bring in the sacks. Um, 
you know, he's the quick hurry guy that they, that PFF loves, but yeah, you've got to turn that into sack production. You just have to at this level. And he's not doing that right now. And that's tough. It's a tough spot to be in, but teams are getting the ball out quick. The running game is, is working uh, for, for opposing teams. The, the Colts gashed them with backup running backs. So it's a tough spot for Highsmith too. It's kind of a, an all encompassing issue on the defense and TJ Watt obviously is all world. So he's still going to get his sacks. Highsmith's not all world. He's really good, but he's not elite. So you, you've got to live with that. And and right now it's not up to snuff. Uh, it reminds me of another 56. Um, and if you want, if you are familiar with the uh, NFL films production of the Steelers, 2008 Super Bowl run, Mike Tomlin getting on, Lamar Woodley saying somebody needs to join the the pass rush party, and you know maybe Highsmith needs to join the pass rush party again. Uh, our our Highsmith 56 is it's kind of in a in a drought like uh, Lamar Woodley was that year, and uh, Woodley turned it around, had a great uh, off or playoff run, um, was really a menace in the playoffs, and. You know, maybe Highsmith can can turn around for next year. This team just needs to get healthy on defense, though. They can't do what they want to do on defense with where they're at from a health perspective. They just can't do it. So, also, I wanted to mention the the title of the show. If anybody knows what that's from, three game skid casts a cloud on the Steelers postseason hopes. Um, obviously, from the uh, America's Game film from NFL Films of the Steelers, uh, two thousand five. Super Bowl run uh, as the sixth seed when they lost three in a row before winning three in a row to squeak into the sixth seed of the playoffs and then all the way to the Super Bowl. Not saying the Steelers are going to do that here. They don't have that type of talent on this team and they're too banged up and they're not coached well enough, but it did happen in 05. Um, so there's precedent for it. Um, just not the kind of uh, players on this team as we're on that team. Uh, I think we can say that um pretty uh pretty easily so let's see here <laughs> gavin anthony uh no you're actually way off so here's here's how it is um uh, so i grew up uh in a military family uh, i was born in turkey i was raised in north and south dakota um that's just where dad was stationed and He's from Pittsburgh. He's a Yenzer through and through brought it to the family. Um, I, my wife is an Ohio state fan. I didn't really have a college team that I was all super gung ho on. So I've kind of converted to Ohio state because she's super passionate about them. And I actually live in Asheville, North Carolina. So um, three strikes you're out there, Gavin. Uh, good guesses though. I mean, based on the way I talk, I could see how that goes. Um, so any other comments or questions about, my uh grow my heritage growing up uh you know I'll, I'll i'm willing to answer those but um good guesses um if i if if you were going to make educated guesses I, I i would give you bonus points for that because uh you've got me pegged as far as um you know what i what i would deal uh or what my how how i present myself i guess but yeah so i'm kind of uh born into the steelers uh love and then uh you know, married into the Ohio state, uh, love. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. I've, I've seen this going around a little bit from different fans and everything. I think this is a great idea. Um, it, would he want to do it? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Um, but Mitchell, 
Uh, Green says, I would love to see Heinz Ward coming in as a coach. Yeah, as a wide receiver coach, I think that would be fantastic. Um, that would be fantastic. He would be awesome. And maybe you need a touch of the past to, to bring back some of the um, the glow there. I mean, Joey Porter was the outside linebackers coach for a while for the Steelers, and that didn't really work necessarily. Um, I, it wasn't bad by any stretch, but it wasn't amazing either. So, um, you know, maybe Hines could be different. Maybe somebody on the offense would need to be. Maybe this could be the guy that brings that leadership that we're talking about. So that's a, that's a good a good um, thought here from from Mitchell. Um, I would I would love to see that. That'd be awesome. Let's see. Let's see here. I'm sorry. I'm looking for. <laughs> okay, here's another one from from Mitchell. I like your thoughts here, man. Bringing the, the guys from the past. What about bringing someone like James Ferry to coach inside linebackers? I mean, they might think about things like that now. I don't know. Some people are going to jump on the, well, it's just a family business and we're not making real coaching hires. Maybe that would be the case too. Um, it, it's tough. Absolutely tough. So uh, let's see. I'm going to scroll down a little bit further. Oh, oh, Richard, or excuse me. No, uh, Justin space one. What about Justin Fields? <coughs> I think many fans would love Justin Fields in black and gold. I think he would be an upgrade on what they have now. Could somebody come in and unlock him? Yeah, maybe. He's got a lot of NFL field reading issues, but maybe that's just the offense he's in there too. Um, how, how's this for a, a prospect, um, Steelers fans? Let me know how you feel about this in the comment section. What if the Pittsburgh Steelers trade for Justin Fields, bring him in, and then hire Greg Roman as the offensive coordinator? Whoa, don't kill me. Uh, what do you think about that? Justin Fields and uh, Greg Roman as the offensive coordinator to build a Lamar-like offense around Justin Fields with a little bit of tweaks so the Ravens don't know exactly what we're doing. What if, what if we did that? What if we did that? What do you think? Um, I, I think that could be something that they consider. <laughs> it really does. It really makes sense to me. So. Uh, okay. Wes H says, honestly, who cares about the postseason? Even if we were to make it, we'd be embarrassed. I completely agree. Making it, <clears throat> excuse me, making it to the playoffs isn't the most important thing. Being a good team capable of winning Super Bowls is nailed it. Wes H is him. He nailed it. Um, my thoughts exactly. I could just wrap up the podcast right now. Um, uh, great stuff. Wes H really good. Um, Steelers freak realizing the team will need several seasons to rebuild will help with expectations, but we can't accept that as Steelers fans. Um, I I'm on board with that thought process. Um, you know, it's frustrating to see a team that had potential this year. Um, but we overestimated our own players and our own coaches, obviously. And, you know, it's just what's, what's been happening here. So, uh, we need to adjust expectations, absolutely, but will we, as a general rule or as a whole? Probably not. Let's see here. <laughs> Sherry Richards says, Kenny Pickett has Neil O'Donnell upside at best. We need a better quarterback for sure. Uh, I, I agree with that. Um, let's see here. Cecil Music 
says, or Musick, maybe, I don't know. Why does the mainstream media hold Tomlin in such high regard anyways? Am I missing something? Um, it's the quotes. It's the, uh, it's the, the camera. He's good in front of the camera. Um, he knows how to, how to say the right things that, that get people going. Um, he's, he's honestly still a good, good coach guys. Um, he is, I'm not gonna, not gonna, um, back off of that. I think he's still a good coach. I think that he's got issues outside of his own control, but I also think that he has made a bed that he can't lay in anymore. Um, and it's going to be tough. Uh, I think that, uh, there were some questionable decisions on his part early on. And then you've got ownership that wants to keep things status quo and try to ride things out because that's how the Steelers do business. And even though Tomlin might've wanted to move on, uh, it didn't happen. So I'm not going to apologize for uh, still thinking that Mike Tomlin could, could coach a winning team here and could put together something uh, if given the opportunity to do it that way and, and to build a team. Um, because I do think that he does at times get the most out of his players. I mean, you can't deny that he's done it in the past. Did he do it this year? No, but every group of players is different. So, um, so if you're a if you're a Tomlin hater, that's fine. That's you're entitled to your opinion there. But I'm not going to back off of my stance here that I think Tomlin is still a good coach because I really do. I think the evidence exists for that. And um, you know uh, why the mainstream media thinks that he's um, all that and and a bag of chips. You know, I think it's it's the uh, he's good for the cameras. Um, he's good for the sound bites, and, and he hasn't had a losing season. I mean, that is something, right? Is it mediocrity at its finest? Yeah, it is. It's the best of mediocrity that there can be. Uh, so, I mean, I get frustrations, obviously. And I do think that there's a time and a place to move on. But I do think also that this guy is a good coach. And he would go. I, I know you don't like to hear it, but if the Steelers let go of him, somebody would snap him up tomorrow if he wanted the job. They absolutely would because he's a good coach and he would turn their franchise around for a little while. Would he be the long-term solution over 15 plus years again? No, probably not, but he could definitely turn a team around. He could definitely turn the Washington commanders around. Um, he could be a good coach for them. I, I really do think so. So come at me if you want. That's just how I, how I feel about it. Let's see see here west h uh winning against cincy that's funny since he is winning that game 35 to 10 i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised um okay let's go down here and see what we've got near the bottom richard jankowski says we don't want a good coach we want a great coach we want championships i feel you go find me one go find me one i'd love one too um but I think Tomlin can get you to championship contention. Will will he win the game and and when it matters most? Maybe not, but I don't know. I don't know. All right, hey, it's been great. It has been awesome to talk with you guys tonight. And uh, I apologize that I didn't have a guest on with me uh, for the back and forth banter. But we got a lot of questions to answer. We got a lot of uh, of of talking done and a lot of venting done and i 
I am 100% in the venting category. It is frustrating to be a fan of this team right now. It's a kind of a dark spot because it's time to move on with some things, but what are we going to get when we move on? That's always the question. It's always the question, but it has to happen eventually. And I think the time is now for some moving on. And uh, I hope you guys can come back this next week uh, against the Bengals team on Sunday and still watch this team. I know it's tough, but I hope that you'll be able to watch them with me and we can have more good conversations about them. I'll be back on the Steelers Q&A on Saturday this week because it is a Sunday game for the Steelers, and we'll have the, the recap live on Sunday after that. So join me on Saturday morning at 8.30-ish uh, this, this next weekend, um, and uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Um, I will be out of town, so uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, if it's not me, then we'll get somebody to fill in for me, but we'll have another show next week for you. All right. Thank you to all who joined in and, and talked with me today. It was a lot of fun. We will talk to you next time here on the Steelers Q&A. Stay tuned to the Steel Curtain Network for all of your Pittsburgh Steelers news and notes. Talk to you next time.